Welcome back to Slot into our DMCs with <laughs> Hannah and Sophie. Um, I'll work on it. Wow. I'll work on it. I just figured because, you know, because this is unedited, that <laughs> we should probably start winging a bit of a theme tune. You know, I think we can just, you know, I don't, I'm not saying we need to get there immediately, but I think we can just model it out week by week, you know, and just see what see what people respond to. Okay, Thoughts? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go opera next week. All right. You know, this is a free, unedited space, and we should fill it, baby. Don't let anybody make you feel small. Don't let anybody try and shrink you. You are a whole entity, and you yeah. should fill every nook and cranny. And that's oh, what yeah. we're going to do with our operatic <laughs> voices. <laughs> What wow. an intro! Oh, that was. I feel good. I feel really good. I'm yes. ex- I'm exploring my creativity. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it feels good. It's you know, first of February. January's oh, out yes. of the way. Let's just let's just get right into it. How are you, Sophie? New, new leaf. I love it. Um, yeah. You know what? I feel I feel very positive today. Um, in a way, but I also feel. Um, quite old and I'll tell you for why <laughs> because I was incredibly hungover yesterday and um, that's like me last week oh, I cheers. know I know we're so cheers we're so in sync um, but I've actually got a two-day hangover and that <laughs> has made me feel oh, incredibly yes. old because it hasn't mm. happened to me before really um seriously this has yeah, been like the last I've, at least the last year for me I've avoided it for so long and mm. it's now bitten me in the ass like a <laughs> rabid dog um, what were you drinking? Tell us all. What were you up to? I had a cheese and wine night, and essentially, oh, yeah. I didn't eat enough cheese to wine ratio. Um, <laughs> it also depends on which order you eat it, though, right? Because or eat and drink, I mean. Because if you start drinking and then you eat, then it's game over yeah. anyway. That's what it was. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And um, yeah, I went surfing the next day, and I did a little tiny sick on the beach. So <laughs> the less we talk about it, the better. But frankly, today. New leaf, February's here, and I'm ready to grab it by the gonads. A little sick. I love Tiny that. One. Tiny. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm good. You know, I foresaw that February was coming, um, mm-hmm. as you do with the dates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Calendars and stuff. As you know, it's strange. It's, you know, hard to keep track of. Uh, but I had quite a productive day yesterday prepping for Feb, I think. Because oh. um, I've been, you know, I've been in a bit of a rut the last couple of weeks and, you mm. know, looking at the weekend and just feeling sorry for myself. So yesterday I went on a nice long walk around London and made a nice roast and decided to cut my hair. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Okay. That is always. A risk. I mean, I do it myself, but there's there's cutting your hair and then there's like cutting a fringe type of cutting your hair. And one is fine because you're getting a trim and you don't want to pay 40 quid for it. And the other one is you're in the middle of a breakdown and we should probably talk. So which is it? I think it's a bit of both. Cool. Tell me about your hair. Tell me about your hairdo. <laughs> no, it's actually, you know what? I am fine. Fine, Sophie. I'm fine. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> no, okay. So I have done this before and I'm like, I'm quite... I, I only go to the hairdressers when I really need a professional. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I know that, yeah, yeah. you know, people might not think that's wise, but I'm not about to go bleaching my hair again because I tried that once and I looked like someone had, well, I looked like a snowman that someone had pissed on. Um, <laughs> so I obviously have learned not to do that again. So I will go yeah. to a professional for that. But a simple cut, I just, you know, they charge women a lot for a haircut. And I arguably know. it's easier 
Last time I went to get my haircut professional, he literally just did straight across the bottom and charged me like 40 pounds. Yeah, it's And I was like, this is, that's not okay. So I have, I've got quite into cutting my own hair, but I just haven't done it for a while. But I've been talking about hair a lot recently, which sounds weird. That does but you know, there's not much to talk about at the moment. <laughs> yeah. um, so everyone's comparing like how long their hair's got in lockdown, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, speaking of hair, I want to do, I want to change, you know? Well, something so a bit different. How short have you gone? I took a good like two, three inches off. Ooh, it's going to look so healthy. It's going it to look does. so worth it. Honestly, and someone was like, your colour's amazing. And I was like, it's just a cut. I did, not, did nothing. Did the world of good. Oh, stop. This old thing? This old mark. Hair flick. <laughs> I just, I actually did just hair flick. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, I feel good. I feel, you know, I feel fresh. Um, you sound fresh. I I won't show you the back, but <laughs> <laughs> the front I mean, is quite good. No one ever sees the back anyway, and wear a hat if it's that bad. But well, I'm sure it's have to be a very sure long hat. Bad. But <laughs> yeah, I mean a whole a whole full body hat. <laughs> Go back into the full, full knitted suit again. <laughs> oh my god, we just keep circling back. No, that's because I haven't made it yet and I really want it. Anyway, oh, I was only dropping a hint. <laughs> Sophie, I am dying and I have yeah. I've got a good topic this week and I know that we always have good topics, obviously, but I'm quite excited about this one. I'm excited to discuss, excited. you know, to get deep with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, I'm very curious to know whose DMs you might be sliding on into this week. Ooh, well, I was giving a little bit of thought and I don't know whether I've told you about my self-improvement project for this lockdown. Um, Ooh, no. It's not a self-improvement project at all, but essentially um, I started learning to handstand. Um, <gasps> Jealous. I just, I just, I've always loved a bit of yogs. I've always loved a bit of gymnastics. I used to be a, a, a gymnast. Yes. Did you? Yeah. I don't think I knew that about you. Well, you're, you're speaking to a VIP, a VIP, <laughs> no less. Um, <laughs> No, I used to do gymnastics when I was younger um, and I loved it. And I kind of lost lost the, I don't know, it's quite hard to continue if you, like, once you're an adult. Mm. Anyway, once lockdown's over, I am 100% going to join, and I've just said it now, so I actually have to do it, um, join a gymnastics society again. Yes. But anyway, I um, have been learning how to handstand. And so I accidentally got into a bit of a hole and found all these people that... Um, do handstands, do like <laughs> parkour, that do all these amazing things. Um, just using see, own... You've gone straight to parkour. Yes. Uh, okay. They, all right. Yeah. I mean, they they go hand in hand. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, can we can but... we just get a sense of where you're starting from? Because like for me, trying to learn to handstand now, I would be going from zero, and I mean zero. Mm-hmm. I've got no upper body strength. So I'm just interested. I'm curious to know what's your starting point. Well, my little Italian nephew um, last summer taught me how to handstand. Like I was, I could always like do maybe half a second Mm. um, of handstand. He then taught me a little bit more. And now I'm trying to train myself to go from a bunny hop up into a, into a handstand. So literally just stand with your legs straight and then your hands on the floor and then you just bunny hop into a handstand. So this is my thing. So, God, I am driveling on, but I No, I'm obsessed with this. It's just something that I've given on. I've just, it's something that I've just given up on. Don't give up. Don't give up. No, I don't think it's for me. 
<laughs> I'm about to open your eyes. Um, okay. Because the DM I'm going to slide into today um, is this guy called Johnny Stranks. I think I pronounced his name right. Johnny? Was... <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point. Um, he's called he's called Johnny Stranks, okay? Um, and he is a gymnast. He um, used to be in Cirque du Soleil. Um, I don't know if he's just having a bit of hiatus or oh, it's because okay. of lockdown. Found and him immediately. Honestly, he does the most wild things. He Shit. can do a one-handed handstand and he can hold it and then he will like bring himself down, lower himself down to the ground. There's this one real weird slash sexy move that he does. He kind of does the worm, but propelling himself on one hand. Oh my God, it's honestly mind boggling. He just defies gravity. And I feel like, okay, if he can do that with one hand or, you know, some of the stuff that he does in two hands, he'll just be like, I don't know, on a pile of books on one hand doing this handstand um, on top of a mountain. I'm like, if he can do it, I'm sure I can do a handstand for two seconds. So um, I'm going to slide into my D- his DMs and I'm just going to say, you are my Everest. Like, you are <laughs> everything that I want to grow up to be. Um, I mean, he must spend all of his life handstanding, but, you know, he's made a niche out of it and I'm here for it. Um, I, I love that. I, I love that you've looked at this and thought, this is something I can aspire to. I... <laughs> I'm just looking at his Instagram page right now and it's it's so impressive. It is so impressive. But a lot of me, most of me is just like, that's good for you. You know, I think I'll just leave you to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm more um I'm more competitive than that. I'm like, like <laughs> what makes him so special? Sure, he's got less than one percent body fat. <laughs> he is literally one walking muscle. And that's not going to stop me trying. Yeah. How different How different are we both, really, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's almost like looking in a mirror. It can't be that hard. <laughs> it honestly looks eye-wateringly difficult. But, um, you know, I'm finding real inspiration in looking at all these kind of handstanding accounts. And his is my favourite. So there you go. <laughs> I love it. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm not even, I haven't even looked at a video yet because I'm scared. But yeah. It's just from the images and the stills. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're in for a treat. Here's me being like, I can just about touch my toes in a forward fold now. And that is like months of yoga. That is good. I mean, and see, so- I think also like, okay, so handstands is a, it's a whole nother board. Like, you know, I'm just never going to get there. I think anyway, I have mm. tried headstands every so often. Yeah, but I need to remember that every time I try it, I think I almost pass out because my head hurts so much, and I just feel like it's really unnatural. And people make it look really easy, and I know that there's practice involved, but just the initial attempt is enough to put me off. Genuinely, I love a headstand. I don't know how does it not kill your head? I don't know. I don't do it on like hard rock. I do it on delicate. I think I've got a delicate skull. I think you should do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually love it on a hangover. Um what? where blood kind of rushes to your head and you just No, like, that's insane. That is out. insane. What you <laughs> you make it's like some I don't know, some like secret service. 
Movies. Where you just like you want someone to pass out so you can rob them or steal from them, whatever. <laughs> not that it's the not secret like a rob from people. But it sounds like you know this is a way to get yourself a nap. It's just to force yourself to pass out. Wow. Um, I think you're doing headstands wrong. Uh, we can maybe talk about this another time. Maybe we can do a tutorial. Um, <laughs> I think it sounds like either you have a sensitive skull or you're doing it wrong. We'll we'll figure out which that is. Bit of both, I would say. In due course. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, you know, yet again, there is no segue from there. I don't think racking my brain, talking out loud. <laughs> it's quite you know. an obscure topic, to be fair. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Dead. But the thing I wanted to get deep about this week is something, you know, that I've come to realise as of late. And my topic is, or my question, I guess, to you is, is it? ever okay to lie mm. and okay so the reason i wanted to talk about this is because <laughs> i've realized so i used to be pretty dishonest and you know all around not a great person so to <laughs> overcompensate now i think what i've become what phil likes to call a <laughs> well phil yeah phil, phil likes to call it radical transparency <laughs> so oh, wow. I am probably an oversharer now. I think, mm-hmm. to, you know, because I've got myself into situations before, I think I've just taken the approach of radical transparency, oversharing everything. And, you know, I guess at this point, I'm like, is that too far? And do I need to rein it back in a little bit? So is it okay to occasionally lie? And I'll give you some examples of how I am oversharing, okay? Please do. So. You know, it's things like the simple things, I guess, like, you know, if I need to go to the toilet, I'll just announce it to the room. Yeah, and there's no need. Sure. You know, it's quite obvious as I'm getting up to leave the main hub. Um, it's probably quite obvious what I'm doing, but I just feel the need to announce in case anyone gets confused or questions me about it later. Um, OK, well, can, can I can I give you feedback on each of these examples? Yeah. Yeah. As we go. Is that allowed? I think there's this, this whole stigma about people not talking about the fact that they urinate or need a poo. Like, sorry, that's what everyone does. It's human bodily function. And I would actually say that if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to powder my nose. I'm like, that is what society has flung upon us to um, to make it seem like women don't have like toilet needs. I <laughs> toilet agree. Needs. I agree. Um, so I am totally on board with the radical honesty. Like you can you can excuse yourself if you want and just be like, uh, back in a minute. Or you can go, I'm going for a slash. Either way, I'm here for it. So next. I appreciate <laughs> that. I think I I do agree, by the way, but and it would make sense if that was the approach I was taking as to why I was oversharing. Or yes. sharing, if we want to call it that. Yeah. Um but it's not, it's driven from a deep desire to like, you know, not be caught out for something later on. So, and I don't know, what, I don't know how someone's going to call me out for going to the toilet, you know, going for a poo. <laughs> but I just, in my head, I'm like, I must share this in case it comes back to bite me in the ass. Okay. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, so I used to get caught out sometimes for, you know, say perhaps I was traveling somewhere and seeing a friend and there was another friend that happened to live at the same place, same location or whatever. Mm. And I would choose not to tell them that I was traveling their way and then just see the friend that I had yeah. you know, intended to see and then be caught out because they'd be like, you traveled all this way and you didn't even mention it. 
Mm. So it's now got to the point where, you know, I might be in an Uber going past somebody's house, but I will say, I'll text them immediately and just say, just so you know, I was in the area, um, but I wasn't stopping. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, I think, even, you know, I, sorry, I'll let you give feedback on that example as well. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I'm just intrigued into this example because I totally get it. And I think it's really it can be a really difficult situation like I remember coming back from uni and stuff um and you have maybe a weekend and your your family want to see you and actually then you don't have time to see your friends or not all of your friends and then on the Sunday when you're about to go back someone goes oh my god I can't believe you were here and you didn't tell me Mm. and actually at a certain point it's like yeah it's just easier to say listen I'm here I'm not seeing anyone um, and sorry, but we'll try and catch up next time. But it is, it's just that horrible feeling. So like, I mean, I just, you you feel horrible because you feel like you've done something wrong, but also you're like, I can't literally see everybody that I've ever met. Yeah. But that's the thing, then, but then is it worse if you like, just want to let you know I'm, I'm in the area, but I have no time for you? No, because I would say that that is like, a, because people appreciate it, they're like, okay, actually, you know, most rational pe- people will go, oh, hang on, okay, if it's two, if she's back for two days and she needs, or she's in the area for an evening and she's got plans with someone else, like, actually, I've all be, I've also been in that situation, and so I can't be pissed off. Mm. Um, you would hope, one would hope, um, but um, I guess you always run the risk of of them feeling upset, maybe. Well, the thing is, if you're saying, oh, I'm just passing, is that another white lie? Well, potentially. Mm, because then you might be stopping a little bit further down the road. Yes, it's the real lie that you had time for them and you didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. You'd literally do anything but that. Yeah. But I think, to be fair, there is... I was kind of talking about it earlier with Phil and I was kind of saying, you know, there is a lot of benefit to being very open and very upfront with people, but there are certain situations where it gets a little bit awkward. Like I think being upfront and, you know, this radical, this idea of radical transparency works with friends, not always family, Mm. not always family. It can bite in the arse, but especially not at work or for people that you've not met before. I think this is when it makes people uncomfortable. Um, You know, just like I said, I'm just trying to find the line again because I think I enjoy quite a lot of freedom with it, you know, and I sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, sometimes I like that it makes people a bit uncomfortable. And to your point, there are certain topics mm-hmm. which I think we, we should be talking about more. But, you know, I think, well, okay, so an example of where this doesn't work is recently I have been suffering from some insomnia. Ooh, and horrible. again, I don't know how this was going to come back to bite me in the ass. But you know, when people ask you, how are you? And I just, I get this immediate guilt again. Like, I just can't help it. It's like a disease. I'm just like, I need to be honest. I need to be honest. So yeah. instead of just saying I'm fine or, you know what, you know, I'm okay. I just told everyone, I told everyone that I had insomnia. And then obviously what happened was it invited a lot of people <laughs> to give me advice on what to do, which was oh, really, yeah. really lovely. And I really appreciate it. But equally now I've got, awesome. you know, a hundred different methods of uh, trying to get to sleep. You know, I've got to try over the next two days because I almost kind of sort of promised everyone I would give it a go. Um, mm. But that's the point, you know, when you're inviting all this advice and opinions in, 
And then you're like, oh, I just wish I'd lied. But equally, I, mean, I fucking hate it when people are just like, don't answer. I don't know. If you're going to ask how somebody is, I think you should be prepared for their honest answer. You should be prepared. But also, I mean, it sounds like they give everyone that's given you advice, it, it's probably going to be legit. But it's also unsolicited. At no point to go, give me your advice. You just. But do you ask for it by being that open? You know, I think it's kind of. I don't think it's their fault. I think they were trying to do a nice thing, but because yeah, I was so maybe. upfront about it, I think that's why, because I think people don't necessarily know how to respond to that. Just like, it feels uncomfortable just to be like, okay, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, <laughs> true. I'm sorry that that's happening to you. But um, I think you raised an interesting point earlier about um, how it doesn't always work with families. Now, um, I, I'll share a little bit about my experience with, with lying. Um, I used to be a massive liar. Like, <laughs> as a child, I lived a lot in my own head. I think I was an only child. I was quite creative. I always had, like, Im- imaginary friends. Um, I also, like, fancied myself as an actor or I always was kind of coming up with these new games in which I was the lead character and all this kind of stuff. And I think all of that kind of compounded to me um, kind of living in half a fantasy world and half not. Like for Mm. example, one time my grandma picked me up from school and I, for no reason whatsoever, told her that my mum was ill in bed taking the day off, (laughs) called a sickie, um, but she couldn't be bothered to come pick me up. So my grandma then goes off the handles like, what? Why didn't you tell me that you were, or that you were ill? Or like to my mum, this whole thing kicked off. And my mum was like, are you joking? I've been at work all day. Like, are you okay? So, just for no reason. I just fancied it at that point. I mean, there were less severe lies or or more jokey lies where, for example, I'd get asked what I had for lunch that day by family members. And I would always say, oh, like I had crocodile's fingers and I had snack, snacky piranhas um, on the side and like all this <laughs> kind of stuff. That's obviously less. Um, oh my God. <laughs> but like that, I've always had kind of like the, I've had it in with me to lie. Um, but I think all kids do. I think that's part of being a kid is testing the waters and seeing what you kind of can't get away with. But the problem like, yeah. you know, people just, people just like, you go, oh, that's kind of adorable. Or that's kind of weird. Hope she grows out of it. But it's when you become an adult, I think when mm. things start actually, like things have consequences and it starts yeah. biting you in the arse. You're just like, yeah, this isn't a good life to live. But like I did the and same. Like I, you know, did you ever do those like Monday morning diary entries at school? They'd be like, tell us about your weekend. And I would just, yeah. I would go off on one. I'd be like, I traveled, I literally traveled the world. I petted a lion. I uh, <laughs> went to space and they all just, they just went with it to be fair. But that, I mean, that is, that's quite cute. Like, it's quite yeah. innocuous lies. I think if we're to get deep, um, which obviously we are, we're in the midst of a, a, the DMC, but I am, like, my personality type is quite weak and I think I'm quite cowardly. Um, and this isn't me asking for anyone to say that I'm not. And like, this is just me stating facts and I know myself better than arguably anyone. So I know that I'm quite um, a people pleaser. And so where I find my lies get told most is when I'm trying to protect someone from finding out something they don't want to know. Hmm. And that can really lead to a tricky um, 
a tricky situation where you yeah. find where I've um, you know said something to a friend because I know that the alternative, the truth, is actually way more painful. But actually, in the long run, lying to someone and then them finding out later is what makes it so much worse. Yeah, so much worse. And then you're also a liar to top to top it all off. Mm. That we cherry on top of the on top of the cake, um, <laughs> and it's something that I think I've been trying to work on recently because I it's it's something that like even yeah in the past year has has happened and I just not because I'm necessarily I don't think I'm a malicious person but just because I don't know how to deal with that kind of confrontation when someone asks me something straight up I would rather try to be evasive um and not give a give a straight answer and therefore and actually through that actually potentially lie um Mm. only to then have to go back on it and it's you know it's that classic thing of that most people are taught when you grow up it's like be honest because you know if you tell me now then we can deal with it but if you tell me if i find out later then we're going to have twice as much trouble because one the lie still exists and two you now lied to me Mm. you know or or the the bad thing exists and you lied on top of it so it's something that i think probably quite a lot of people suffer with is that not wanting to hurt other people and in doing so get themselves into hot water yeah yeah that's a good point I think I definitely used to do that but I think the way I think about it now is if this was the situation reversed I would much rather know you know when that's just like if somebody's annoying me or you know I don't know they've pissed me off for some reason not that I'll necessarily, I'm not, I'm not so much of a chronic oversharer that I'd go to them and be like, you haven't even asked for feedback, but I'm going to give it to you. Um, yeah. Unless it was that bad. But I think if someone was asking me straight up, like, you know, have I done something to annoy you? I think I, my immediate reaction now is to just tell them straight up, because if that was me, like I said, if that was me in that situation and I found out that all my friends say were pissed off at me or I'd done something to upset yeah. somebody and no one said anything, I'd be devastated, like yeah, devastated. So but I think it's then that balance of, I guess, where I think it's that volunteering of information is it's probably not lying outright, but then how much do you actually reveal? Because, mm. you know, like if someone comes to me and they bitch about someone in confidence. Yeah sometimes I will I know this sounds bad and you're not supposed to do this but sometimes I will tell the other person but only if I think it's going to cause issues for them that other person me or whatever like down the line because um you know that's me saying I'm completely untrustworthy by the way so don't trust me with your deepest darkest secrets but (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know it's that balance isn't it because I'm like I would never do it if it wasn't going to have any impact on any parties involved like it was just if it was just a silly reason to bitch about someone you just need to get some shit off your chest then fair Mm. enough but if I think that's going to cause harm to any parties involved I'm probably more likely to share it which could get me in trouble because obviously it might piss off the other person who's just told me that yeah but I I kind of now have the opinion of like let's just get things out in the open and air it because I mean you're right because it just gets worse it's like an ingrown hair it just kind of like festers and festers and festers mm. and sometimes actually you just need to dig it out with a pair of tweezers um and then you know deal with the situation whatever it might be but it is just such i think for a lot of people that are un- unconfrontational it's just such an a hard step to take mm. um 
but yeah I, I agree with you you know in if some if something can be helped you know if someone says oh i'm really struggling with this person they're being an absolute dickhead about x y and z actually that other person might not know that they're being a dickhead or they might not know that mm. they're being insensitive and that might be why that other person is upset telling them might actually give them a sense of clarity and give them a bit of like oh shit like if reflecting on it i am being a dickhead um so i think i think you're saying it you're doing it from a good place and i don't think it sounds like radical honesty because like you said you're not just going around saying exactly what you think all the the time it's not like you've got no filter whatsoever if someone asks you though you're just being very fair and giving them the full the full context well you said that i am going that way because obviously you know we've been in lockdown for a long time and phil just accepts how radically honest i am about things i'll be just like you know let, let me describe my period to you in play by play you know <laughs> as much detail as possible i think he's you know he's very used like used to me being very open yeah but because i haven't really interacted with many people being in lockdown i'm just you know i'm thinking maybe this is going to continue and i'm going to lose friends quite quickly you know <laughs> so like, well phil likes me the way i am why can't you just accept the fact that i'm brutally honest about everything accept me but like no I, I i kind of know a line but you know sometimes i'm just like yeah i don't know i do cross it sometimes. okay let me give you an example and it's real basic if someone says to you on a night out do, do i look do i look okay what are you saying i'll be honest even if you're out in the club and there's nothing you can do about it because i think that is a vital line you know if when you're getting ready with someone and there's still time when they can they i don't know you you could give them some kind of constructive feedback then i think that is a great time to be truthful and be like oh actually i really i like i prefer you in this this looks really great or why don't you try this right and this is literally the most like ridiculous example ever it's so pathetic but it's like maybe what i think is quite a good example however if you if someone asks you and they're on the night out and they're feeling a bit like shit about themselves and they're like i don't know for whatever reason it's just come into their mind and they say oh do i look okay from my point of view at that point there's nothing they can do and it's just going to ruin their night so i would then maybe not lie but i would just try and bolster any confidence that they did have. Mm. No, that's a fair point. I don't think I'd outright say you look shit, especially if they're already out. Obviously, that is kind of doing doing worse. But I'd probably I'd probably be more like, why are you asking? What's going on in your head? Tell me everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So obviously they're asking for a reason, and I think you know I think I sometimes struggle with that side of things. If someone's like asking me a question, I think I have to kind of suss out whether they want an honest answer or not. And I guess that's yeah. part of it because in that situation, that person's not asking you for an honest opinion because, like to you said, like to your point, they are already out. There's nothing they can do about it. If they're saying, "Should I put the jacket on or off?" I'd be like, "On, you look shit without." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. You know, I think you have to kind of assess in that situation, like what good it's going to do and why they're really asking the question, I guess. But yeah, it's things like, you know, I had a really good example a couple of years ago when one of my friends was getting married and I was a bridesmaid and um, she was trying on wedding dresses and I was there with her family and, you know, friends and things like that. And literally she'd try and dress and like dress after dress, she'd come out and she'd be, and everyone would be like, oh, it's beautiful. 
it's the one. Oh, <laughs> and I was just sitting there thinking, this is not, it's not really helping the decision making process, is it? Because yes, she's a beautiful, she's a beautiful girl, and she will look lovely in any dress she tries on. But the reality is, we need to pick one, and I'm going to be honest about what doesn't 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 suit her. Yeah, but like I was the only person ever saying, nope, not that one next. You know that in that situation it is helpful because I think it's something like I think you need a balance. You, know, you need some people being like, "You look amazing, you're so beautiful." No, definitely. you know you also need that friend that's going to be like, "No, you look shit." And if I've got yeah, if I've got the chance to tell you now, whilst you've still got to make the decision to make, then I will Perfect. be honest with you. But like that is such a good point that you just made about how are people ready for the truth? You know, mm. you're asking this question like, "Is it ever okay to lie?" I arguably people aren't always ready for the truth and they're not ready necessarily for it to be said in a brutal way, like in a straight up way that you would say a compliment, for example, which Mm. is very much like I'm putting everything on the line. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. If that's in a negative sense, then obviously you have to change your language a little bit if if you don't want to hurt that person. Mm. But I mean, this example with you and your, your mate who's getting married, I think everybody, if you're, if if you're lucky enough and you have a wide network of people around you, you have friends that you go to for different pe- different things. Mm. So, for example, I definitely have a mate that I go to if um, I want to talk about uh, my deep emotions. I have a friend that I go and talk to if I want to talk about shagging boys. I've got a friend that I want to talk to if I want to talk about a big night out where everything got really messy. I've got a friend that I can go to where I know that will back me up to the end, no matter what I say. Um, I know that there are friends that I have that are really brutally honest. And I think dependent on the answer that you seek, that's why you ask. So your mm, friend wouldn't true. have asked you to go to that wedding fitting if she wanted someone that was just gonna go, oh my God, that, oh my God, you look amazing. You look like Cinderella. She needed someone there that was gonna like get away from the sniveling like mums and family family members that were just giving her you know yeses yeses yeses. She needed someone that was gonna have a straight head focus and give her the truth. Mm. So I think you need to give yourself some slack because I know that you're you're saying oh maybe I'm too radical. One, I think it's probably very refreshing for most people. But two, people won't come to you and ask you for feedback unless they want an honest opinion if they know you well enough yeah true i think that's that's probably quite a good line people will have someone else that they want to be appeased by there'll be another friend or a you know a a parent or whatever it is that will give them the answer that they want yeah that's a good point that is a good point i think feedback i think there's there's definitely different levels of lying so lying just outright for like no reason that's potentially like there's something psychologically going on there there's another thing where it's like asking for feedback or like getting um giving opinions where i think you can definitely be linguistically clever without literally shitting on someone's dreams um when you know that they (laughs) when you when you're not quite sure what they want to hear you know you can definitely be um you can definitely sort of hedge your bets. Um, and they're, I feel like they're very different sorts of lies. Mm. Like, I wouldn't call myself a liar if I said that someone looked great 
I don't, I don't think that is the same sort of lie as, you know, cheating on your partner, for example. Mm. I think they're two quite different lies. Fair, so there is a line for you. Of like, what's acceptable yeah, to Yeah, I do think there is a line. Not. I think um, ultimately what I want... Yeah, and it's difficult because obviously every single example is is so so unique. Um, you can't necessarily like group them, and so that's probably where the where the where the line gets a bit blurred for me. And it's something I'm definitely working on. It's just to be like as upfront as possible. So like rather than letting a situation with friends or a situation with family get to a certain point where it's too far gone, so you then feel like you have to lie, just be straight up from from the very beginning and be like, mm. this is what I'm doing. This is, this is my choice. Kind of deal with it, um, to deal with it if, however you want, but I'm just letting you know. I recently had um, an example of this, actually. Um, it wasn't a lie, but it was a situation in which I felt really awkward and previous me might have like put it off. And it was that I have, I'm currently staying in a friend of a friend's house, just up the road from my mum's house. And um, it means that I can bubble with my mum, but I can also have my own space. Um, it kind of came about because we didn't have very great internet at home. And so I couldn't work from home. And also my boyfriend was there as well. And it was just all quite intense um, living with my mum. We get on really, really well, but sometimes you just need that space, especially if you've lived independently for a good number of years. Um, I am old um, and basically I knew that my uncle would have been was would be judgmental of the fact that I was going to move into this place because I was paying rent where I wouldn't be with my mum and I just built it up so much so much so much and when I was kind of presenting him with this thing and the reason that he wouldn't be like very on board is because he'd be like such a waste of money you're not with your mum anymore it just seems like a really stupid idea like he has quite strong ideas don't ask me why he just does so that's that's that and I knew it was going to be tricky but when I presented it to him I just said listen like this is the situation xyz here's it was like point evidence explain you know that thing that you did at GCSE um but I was like giving him all these things and he just like didn't say anything was just like really dismissive of it um made me feel really crappy about it um and I was like I could have so easily just like not told you I could have so easily just like not taken you into consideration and it really angered me because I could have like fibbed about it you might not have even needed to find out um but just the fact that he was like so dismissive like he didn't want to hear what I had to say um and it made me be like, well, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I'll just never tell him anything ever again. Um, and I think, I guess the the point that I'm trying to make is that that, that op- being really open also leaves you open to, to kind of get, get rejected. You know, if you come up with an idea, like your radical truth could also be met with radical truth. So like or radical honesty, you know, if you said, right, this is my situation, X, Y, Z, this is the feedback. Someone could easily go, well, you know what? In retaliation, 
this is my radical truth, X, Y, and Z. So it does leave you quite vulnerable in a way. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. But I guess it's, for me now anyway, I think it's, I feel better for being honest. And if someone doesn't react well to that, then for me, that kind of reflects worse on them than it does me. Yeah, that's, and it, that's great. Yeah, and I think, you know, because of the experience I've had with lying and dishonesty and stuff in the past and how it's come back to bite me in the ass, I'm like, I feel much better personally about being honest about everything. And like some, you know, some people don't react well and they do kind of, you know, they're like, where the fuck has this come from? <laughs> but if anything, I'm like, you know what? I've put it out there. I've made peace with it. I've made peace with myself saying it and you can react however way you want. But obviously you've made peace with it because you're the one that's saying it. About the poor blighter on the other end. No, I'm joking. What is going on? Yeah. What? Where's this come from? <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's a really interesting discussion because that line is incredibly blurry. And for for me, what might be acceptable might not be ex- acceptable to you, or it might not be mm. acceptable to my friend. And you know, I think we all make our own that we all kind of draw our line of morality in the sand and whether that changes um, dependent on circumstance, I think is totally reasonable. You know, like mm. I definitely think that I sometimes stand here and then the next moment I'm five, five metres down the beach, essentially, you know, like I think your moral line can change with with circumstance. Um, but I guess but what we're both, we're both kind of agree on is that it is it's coming from a good place like neither of us are compulsive lies because we find it fun and you know some sort of sport you know it's kind of like you know it's coming from it is coming from a good place like for me it's you know i'm not saying that i'm honest 100 percent of the time because that you know, probably would get me into trouble a lot mm. but <laughs> but i think it is weighing it up isn't it it's just like you know if if, if you know because i i also think that lie you know if you withhold information that's a form of lying but i only kind of i would only worry about you know I don't know, being open about that information if I thought if this came out later on mm. or in a different forum or from somebody else, this could hurt people. Yeah. That's when I would be like, okay, so me not sharing this is lying and I need to do something about it. So I think that's it's really kind of, good. yeah, so I think mm. it is like, it's always driven from a good place. I'm not just like, I'm not sh- oversharing things because I think I get, like I said, I get some sort of sick enjoyment out of it. No. <laughs> Apart from when I get, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going for a poo. Um, nobody really cares or gets anything seven out of ten <laughs> was great Would apart from the feminist movement um, <laughs> but, but I think you know it is you're right it does move and it's not it's not that definitive with me either like I said I'm not like it's not like I'm 100% honest all the time mm. but it is you know I think you've got to weigh it up of what damage could this potentially do if it comes yeah. out at a different time or if, you know from somebody else um, so true and, you know it, it might hurt a little bit now it might sting initially but I know the best thing to do is to be honest about it I think I think that's such a good point and I yeah it's definitely it's definitely something that I've I've learned even recently um I think sometimes with me I'm so and this this is gonna sound like an excuse I'm genuine I'm so oblivious to things sometimes that I just get caught up in situations and then I'm like oh shit this could now be hurtful. Mm. Um, I don't know if that has ever happened to you, but you just find yourself without even thinking about it, you know, whether it be leaving someone out of a situation, um, you know, 
let's say let's use a, a party you know you li- you know you just get caught up in something mm. then someone will be like well why didn't didn't I get the invite or why wasn't I told about it and you're like oh Jesus Christ I didn't even and sometimes if you say oh I didn't even think that makes you seem even worse but I genuinely for example have a terrible memory and some things does you know do slip by so I think I think what I'm trying to say is just try and be as honest as possible but also you are allowed to be we're humans and as long as you're not trying to be malicious like Mm. most things are forgivable really most things are forgivable and I think if you're speaking to someone that's got kind of like an an inkling of being a human as well they will go if you explain yourself and you use your words and you use your kind of emotions like things can be pardoned um I guess it's just about setting those resolutions and trying to make sure that you're as circumspect as possible Mm. when you're going into any situation which is bloody hard yeah i think it's also a bit of like you know if you're willing to lie more than other people are perhaps then accept that that's how you want to be treated in return in a way as well and like also is that something the other person wants like that earlier point of is someone asking you because they want the truth or do they just want somebody to agree with them and nod along so Mm. Because there isn't there isn't any point in being honest and upfront with people that don't want to hear it because it's going to make the situation worse. But yeah, I think it's like you know, for me, like I said earlier, if the situation was reversed, I'd much prefer people to be really upfront with me. So that's the kind of how I approach things because yeah, you know, but that's not like it's that. not the same for everybody. Like some people do want to be protected and they don't want to know the like the whole truth, and that's fine. Um, yeah. you kind of act in the way you want to be treated. But I mean. I've grown up in quite um, in quite a truthful family in a lot of ways because because I'm half German. My grandma is German, and she was an incredibly honest woman, um, brutally honest. Some might say, um, <laughs> you know, like, like I'll after my own heart. <laughs> yeah, you'd have loved it. But she just sometimes I think growing up in that environment made me not want to be like that because actually mm-hmm. often when someone's really honest it's the people closest to them that get the really barbed comments that get the really harsh truths that actually mm-hmm. sometimes if you're in the family with someone you think that you have a right to say these things to people when actually it's really unnecessary and it can be really rude mm-hmm. like I don't need you to criticize my this isn't an ex- this isn't a direct example but I wouldn't need anyone criticizing my character necessarily because I haven't asked you and actually I like my character, for example. Mm. But um, sometimes when you are really good friends with someone or you are a family member, there are kind of limits that go the other way to that sort of lying, that lying idea. It's Mm. that I have a right to say this because I know you so well. And so therefore, let me put impose my opinion upon you and I think that's where I have a real problem with honesty because I I'm the sort of person that retains a lot of um things that get said to me positive Mm. and negative but words really really stick with me so if you've said something to me that's really honest and you just think you're being really really open yeah but I haven't asked for it yeah 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 exactly and you think you're doing me a favor but I haven't wanted that 
then I then I find that really hard to deal with. Mm. Um, and just because, yeah. like you said, just because you are really honest and you also like to receive really honest feedback, I guess it's about thinking, how do they like to receive feedback? Like, how does the person that I'm talking to, how do they, yeah, they might, they might be more, um, sort of they might have a slightly more movable compass on, on lying or telling half truths, but maybe that's because they don't want the truth. Maybe that's because they don't want brutal honesty. And I guess when you go into a situation and you're giving someone honest feedback or it's about keeping in mind, okay, like how do they, how do they take feedback and how will mm. they want to receive it? It's such a good point. And I thought we could only spend like a whole other podcast talking about this, but I think there is something about now you said it and we've kind of talked about it before, I think with the wedding example potentially, but honest feedback is only as good as like somebody who actually knows you. And I think with sometimes with the family example, like if someone gives you feedback and they think it's in your best interest, I think so, you know, if, if, if you're able to look beyond it, sometimes you can sit back and say, well, I don't want your life. Thank you very much. And your feedback means nothing for me because that's not the life I want. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's that, like, you know, if you are giving feedback or you're being honest with somebody else, do you actually know them well enough for that feedback to be worthwhile at all? Yeah. Like, because that's, you know, there's so many people that I'm close with, my family, my friends and stuff that I don't really know or don't understand on a deep, deep level because we're very different mm. people. So I wouldn't necessarily choose to always be honest with them because we're in completely different mindsets. So... Yeah. I think sometimes it's like a, like I said, a whole other topic, but like some, yeah, sometimes it is, if you can look past it, sometimes when people are being like, you know, hyper honest with you, it's from their own experience and their own judgment of what they think your life should be. So, you know, in some senses you have to be like, well, thanks, but I totally ignore everything you said. Yeah. And but the, the problem is that when you, when you do kind of reject someone's honest feedback, you seem really bitter actually sometimes you're like it's not relevant because mm. i don't want yeah i don't want what you're giving me yeah and like i don't want the life that potentially you're trying to advise me on that's not what we're here for um so it is is a very interesting question and i think it's just scratch the surface just i know scratch the surface i know like i love a good lie like meeting i, I was the worst for doing this when nights out people would be like oh um oh hey like what course do you do i'm like oh astrophysics for no reason <laughs> and then yeah, that just, is quite fun to be fair that's like i've done that before that's like i love would i lie to you because you just end up it's essentially just acting you're just like pretending to be this other person and i like that obviously i don't yeah. do it in my everyday life i'm not harmless do, lies. i'm not doing like a full double life yeah at work hi i'm carly and i'm 28 from san diego um <laughs> but like I do you know I think if it's all in a jokes way and I guess in the right context then that kind of fibbing is is quite fun yeah just not a big shit <laughs> big shit not the big shit not the big shit so do I think it's acceptable yes and no I think yeah it's not a simple answer I was about to say and then I completely just backtracked on it because I think, yeah, it depends on who you are, who you're talking to, what you hold valuable, I guess, in your life, mm. 
whether your experience is somewhat shared and similar and whether you're doing it with good intention or not. Absolutely. I mean... But most of the time, just be honest. I think that's the kind of like... I guess for me, it'd be like, start with the honest approach, like make that your number one priority. Mm. But then, you know, it is okay to not do that all the time because there are some situations where it's going to do more harm than good. Yeah. I think that's a good place to... I think that's a good place to start, you know, is is like thinking about... The way that I, I start to think about things is like, okay, what do they... what what almost like what does someone need to know like the bare bones Mm. and like what what would be hurtful about like what could be hurtful if you withheld a piece of information um or what could be hurtful if you told them Mm. this piece of information and which would be worse like what Um, is some ways for the truth but not all the way there (laughs) yeah (laughs) like a little diversion to the truth yeah like i'll tell you like 60 percent of what happened and then you know, you can. I'll let your imagination run wild on the <laughs> remaining forty. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a good way to do it. Just be really elusive. Yeah, um, like, and then you can be like, "I did tell you the truth. I just forgot the rest of it." <laughs> I just, I just thought you were intelligent enough to just get there on your own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I'm the worst though, um, and it's not. I wouldn't say that this is a lie, but I guess it is when you have an argument with someone and then, and I know you mentioned it earlier and you say that you don't do this anymore, but I am the worst for being like in a grump and someone asking me what's wrong and me being like, nothing. <laughs> no, see, I'm now why, I'm like, you really pissed me I off. Why do I say nothing? Why do I say nothing? <laughs> no, but because I go like, I I go the reverse way though and I'm like yeah I I guess there's a balance but like I go the reverse way now and I'm like right you pissed me off but it was totally irrational so I'll explain why you pissed me off but then I also counter that with there's nothing you can do about it because it's totally irrational you know I have have started doing that because it's like the most frustrating thing ever because you you go nothing I just think it's funny that um, (laughs) you're like well why the fuck did you just not say it in the first yeah. place? And we could have just had this conversation. Or like, <laughs> I'm a big stewer. So I'm like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then two hours later, I'll have written a mental list of absolutely everything that's pissed me off since the last argument. Physical um, list, you mean? Physical list. Oh, absolutely. And then just yeah, aggressively my... aggressively left it on a countertop. <laughs> yeah. My papyrus scroll because <laughs> Upon reflection. Um... <laughs> um... <laughs> And yeah, and then it's just it just ends up blowing up. Whereas like, and then you're like, actually, maybe if I'd when they'd asked what's wrong, if we'd spoken about mm-hmm. it, then it would have been a just diffuse it so much quicker. Yeah, it's not that you know, it's not easy. It isn't easy. No, and and what do you think? I don't know. What do you think the the upsides of radical? Because you're the way you're speaking about your radical truth is like just openness and i i don't think openness is a bad thing you're just like happy to tell everyone anything right yeah but i guess it's just you know like i said most of the time it's fine and it works out absolutely fine but i think there is just the odd occasion where i think you have to read the room and if you don't read the room right you've made somebody uncomfortable and you've I don't know, maybe you've told someone something that you maybe they expected you to keep in confidence or you didn't, Mm. you know, they didn't expect it to come out. And, you know, that's sometimes where it can be 
problematic, but I think people probably expect that from me now. So did you do like a big um, WhatsApp kind of like round robin announcement? You're like, hey guys, um, just wanted to let you know that I've actually started doing this um, radical honesty thing. <laughs> Jenna, you're an asshole. Uh, for starters, I've been wanting to say that for years. It feels so much better. Um, I do honestly. I do think. I really, really, really wholeheartedly think that there is something in that. I, <laughs> <laughs> if there wasn't the threat of being fired or you know losing my, all of my family and friends. I think maybe once a year, everyone should just get together and be like, right, I'm going to be, I'm going to be totally honest with you about what pisses me off about you and why I think you're a dirtbag. And, you know, um, dirtbag is a bit far, but I do, you know, I do think there's some, maybe not friends and family, because that would genuinely burn so many bridges and you would be alone for the rest of your life. But sometimes at work, I genuinely think sometimes it would be a good idea just to get everyone into like, you know, a therapy group circle and just say, let it all out. I think you're an answer because of this. <laughs> Everyone hates you, you know? If there's a radical truth that you could tell, um, if there's a radical truth that you could tell former you, what would it be? Like, that you, that you, something that you mm. wish someone hadn't sugarcoated when you were growing up? I think probably just like, honestly, stop being a selfish cunt. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> Fair, right. it's not like, genuinely like it'd be like it's not all about you think about other people don't be so selfish mm. yeah I like that and I think that would have done me a world of good yeah yeah you're selfish mm. and on that no, note <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good convo loved it very interesting to think about it and I definitely think I'm gonna go forth and try and be just as hashtag transparent as possible. Um, but I guess just constantly keep in mind, like, who am I speaking to and how will they want to receive this information? Um, if you know that someone prefers a phone call or if you know that someone is a big texter or or neither and you need to meet up with that person in, in person, then, you know, just even something like that can go a long way, I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are you going to take from this? Just continue with my radical transparency, I think. And I've realised mm. it's not that radical, but um, maybe I'll just go even worse. Yeah, <laughs> no, go that next no. step. See how far I can push it. No, I think, <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think to be fair, I'm just going to continue to try and read the situation, you know, and not maybe try not to overshare as much. Because I think you, you can, it's, I think it's still good to be open and honest and, share as long as it is doing good i guess or it's kind of you know it's opening doors for discussions or Mm. you know it's helping somebody but i think you can spend a bit longer i think just like sussing up the situation before you go straight in with a you know i've just been for a massive shit sorry i'm late for the meeting you know i see i'm it's i wouldn't say that i'm like you know uh radical transparency girl but I would say that I don't have a lot of filter when it comes to stuff like that like I but that's not that's not a conscious thing it's just like I have not thought before I've spoken and I love that about you though it's one of your best qualities I think um maybe it is jokes like (laughs) in a sort of like 
I don't know, friendship kind of way, but maybe not in like a professional setting if I'm pretending yeah, to be kind of agree person. To disagree. I agree to disagree. Yeah, we will. We shall. <laughs> um, speak to my boss. Uh, have some <laughs> radical transparency. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. And I actually love it when people have got no filter. Like, they're my favourite sort of people. You're just like, how have you got this far without getting real, in real trouble? Like, you naughty little sausage. But, um, yeah. Just... Just, I guess, be open uh, to those that are open to your openness. Okay, open. Love it. Yeah. What a what a closer. What a quote. <laughs> quote for the ages. Oh God, I'm gonna get it tattooed in Latin. Can we? Yeah. All right. On my back. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the topics. Thanks oh, for the DMC. Thanks for the amazing nice. chat as always. Yeah, it was delightful. And I guess I'll see you on the flip side. See you on the flip side, motherfucker. Woo woo! Bye. Bye.